When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullen. Hey, Ben. Today we've got a topic that I think um, it's, it's, it's car-related. Yeah. Definitely car-related. Uh, but this is like kind of a cool tool thing, too. It's, uh, it's got, uh, I don't know, I think it's got you know, people who are, are interested in machinery and, and breaking things. And, and <laughs> this is, this is going to be kind of a, a mix of all things, I think. This is, this is a fun topic for me. Yes. I, don't, I don't know how to describe this any better than that. I mean, that's a, that's a terrible way to lead into this, but um, th- this this tool or this device is actually a lifesaver. Yes, and uh, if we could steal a musical cue from uh, the classic Steven Spielberg shark movie, uh, then maybe we would give people a hint about the uh, title of this podcast if they hadn't read it. But we're talking about Jaws, not Jaws the Shark. Let's get rid of the confusion. We're talking about the jaws of life. Yeah, and that was a poor introduction on my part, I guess, because um, you know, <laughs> tearing things apart—that's that's one aspect of this. But but really, it's about life saving. It's about uh, oh yes, and, and the reason it's called jaws of life is because it it brings it snatches people back from the jaws of death. That's how it's a dramatic way to say it. I yeah, know, that's but, pretty uh, good. It is, but um, but that's what it does, really. Yes, and this is something that I imagine most people, at least in the United States, are familiar with. You hear reports of accidents or you see the nightly news and someone talks about a uh, an incident in traffic where someone was a, – a driver or a passenger was pinned in their vehicle due to the way the, the crash occurred and – they, you hear the phrase jaws of life, firefighters, EMT, or not EMTs, but firefighters and uh, other rescue personnel uh, extricated the victim. That's the term I was waiting for there, extricated. Now, that means that that implies that someone is trapped. Mm-hmm. Someone is, uh, you know, it's a serious accident. You're talking, you know, even if even modern cars with airbags, people still become entrapped in vehicles. Sure. Uh, metal bends, um, you know, pinching people in place or, or just simply, you know, they're in a position they can't move. They can't get out of the car. It's very dangerous. Need something quickly to help them get out of the way. 
out of harm's way. And uh, this is something that you – know, Ben, can I, can I go back to the history of this thing? Because oh, yeah. The history I, is I, fascinating. I, I had no idea that this went back this far. Uh-huh. Now, the, now, the Jaws of Life are actually a, uh, a trademark name. And uh, that goes back to – it's actually trademarked by the company Hearst. Yeah, Hearst Performance Products. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are going to know the name Hearst or they'll recognize it instantly. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the shifter company. Yes. It's a company that in the uh, – what was it, like 1950s, I 50s, think. 50s, 60s, Began yeah. manufacturing shifters for performance vehicles. And these shifters – were so popular, became so popular that auto manufacturers began putting Hearst shifters in their cars in the factory. Yeah, exactly. And then they came out with you know Hearst special editions, mm-hmm. and uh, you probably you still see the uh, the Hearst shifter sign on a lot of people. You know, they'll throw the uh, the sticker in the back window that says yeah. a Hearst shifter equipped vehicle or whatever. Um, but yeah, they were you know they would have special packages in some of these you know muscle cars even mm-hmm. um, because it was a it was an upgrade from what was considered standard equipment. Right. So so this is a a much better shifter. Again, founded in 1958 by George Hearst um, in Pennsylvania. Um, the, the company, it's been, it's gone through some sales here. We'll, we'll talk about that in a while and, you know, who owns Hearst and all mm-hmm. that later. But, um, this does, it goes all the way back to the 1970s, Ben. The, uh, the Jaws of Life. Yes. Uh, because we, we commonly consider George Hearst of Hearst Performance the, uh, father of the hydraulic rescue tool, which is the unfun way to say Jaws of Life. We should we should keep in mind that Jaws of Life is a brand name. Mm-hmm. It's like saying Xerox, you know? Yeah. It's like saying uh, Ford. It's, yeah, it's, Kleenex it's a, or something like that. Right. Jell-O. Yeah, it's trademarked is yeah, exactly. the point. And, and uh, so it, what it actually is mechanically is a hydraulic rescue tool. What it is marketing-wise is uh, Jaws of Life. So here we are uh, – what was it? 1970s, 19, late 60s, early 70s. Early 70s, and uh, and you know, of course, Hearst being involved in racing, they're around these small racetracks. A lot of bad accidents happen in oh, yeah. you know, these these small dirt tracks or small asphalt Ooh. tracks that are, um, you know, you know, all over the United States. It, well, everywhere, all over the world now. Um, but they realize that there's a there's a definite need to equip you know some of these rescue vehicles with something to cut metal a lot simpler than bringing out you know a great big um, hacksaw yeah especially if time is ticking on an injury uh, or the uh, from what i understand the roll bars posed a heck of a problem yeah yeah see there's a yeah you have to be able to get through the roll bars and those are extremely strong you know of course the accident occasionally would would crumple that mm-hmm. um, it does protect the driver but it would make you know cause a situation where the driver's pinched or whatever um, and like you said the time's ticking Sometimes in these accidents, I don't know if you've been to small racetracks, but a lot of times there's like there's a fuel cell small fire type of situation going right. on. It's like we got to get the driver out quickly, mm-hmm. or they've got to be able to get out them- themselves. If they're pinched or trapped, they need to be able to get out quick and and to get to them and be able to do that quickly. Um, Hearst actually developed something that was called the uh, what was it called the uh, the Hearst Rescue System, oh. and they patented this. This yeah. is from 1974, 72 to 1974, uh-huh. um, and it was based on the AMC Gremlin. So you can imagine, you know, the size of this little vehicle. Yeah. Uh, but what it did was it was a it was a hatchback vehicle. Um, it, was, it was marketed as the highway safety vehicle, which was later sold outside of racetracks, but initially sold at racetracks only um, and used at racetracks to kind of promote this thing. Um, but that was the initial use of the Jaws of Life system because it was incorporated in this um, this Hearst rescue system in mm-hmm. the early 1970s. And we should point out, not to not to step on your toes. Mm-hmm. Right? No. Uh, we should we should point out that uh, 
yet again, this is a piece of innovative technology, safety technology, mm -hmm. that comes to us directly from racing. Yep. And this thing got a lot smaller Very as good it went point. on, right? Very good point. Yeah, it did. Um, now it took the you know it took the balance of the uh, the AMC Gremlin to uh, to use this whole thing. Right, it was right. a <laughs> it was a gas operated system. You know, it had a huge gas generator that powered this thing. A hydra simple hydraulic system, and you know we'll we'll talk about what yeah. it actually does in a minute. But um, this this vehicle, of course, was a hatchback, so it was easy to get in and out of. Right. It's a small, you know, relative. I'm going to say quick, but it was quick to get to the scene versus a great big heavy rescue truck. Sure, good point. Uh, so it could quickly get to the scene. Um, you know, of course, it's equipped with this rescue tool, which they called the Hearst Rescue Tool at the time. That was the jaws of life. Mm -hmm. They didn't have it, you know, called that at that point. Um, it had, you know, of course, they had a stretcher. They had first aid supplies. They had a winch. They had firefighting supplies, mm -hmm. um, push bumpers on the thing. They had a great big water tank. I think it was like a 25-gallon water tank in the in the Gremlin. Uh, so that's a lot to put in a Gremlin, really. That's think a about big amount of stuff. And the <laughs> whole thing, the entire package, cost about eleven to thirteen thousand dollars total. So you could buy the vehicle equipped with the, you know, the Hearst rescue system, all of the equipment that I just mentioned for about eleven to thirteen thousand. And a lot of racetracks were doing it. They said this mm -hmm. is a good purchase. I want, I want to make sure that my drivers on, you know, Friday and Saturday night are safe. And then. You know, a good idea rarely goes unnoticed, mm -hmm. you know, regardless what industry you're in. Uh, then other people start to think, why should we keep something like this uh, on racetracks? Sure, accidents happen on racetracks, but that doesn't mean the accidents don't happen anywhere else. Exactly, yeah. So so highway patrol system, you know, services mm -hmm. and um, fire rescue, fire rescues, you know, other other um I guess safety services decided it was a good idea to purchase a uh, a Hearst what do they call it a Hearst rescue system which yes. is this AMC Gremlin vehicle mm -hmm. and uh, you can find photos of this online see what it looked like you know the original original system but um, again a fully equipped system was only eleven to thirteen thousand and I think it was a good purchase uh, because you know other than it is extremely slow to get somebody out of a a scene where they were trapped right yeah pinned and, underneath the wheel or something like that and when we uh <clears throat> what we should do at that point is go toward the uh, present, right, and talk about this, what what the Jaws of Life uh, system actually is. Because now, of course, with any, with any invention, um, we have somebody who starts the basis of it. We have other people who come later who innovate, who mm -hmm. tweak the invention, and that is why – Nowadays, the jaws of life that, with which we're most familiar is uh, much smaller. It's not the size of a gremlin. Sure. So, yeah. uh, so it's one of the one of the people, uh, FM Brick or Mike Brick, uh, helped develop this tool, make it more user friendly. So, I just want to put his name in there so that uh, listeners don't think we completely neglected it. Exactly. Now, this is a the whole thing is basically just a, a hydraulic. Um, or in some cases, we'll find out pneumatic system. Yes. Uh, the hydraulics are the biggest part of this thing, though. I think that's the uh, that's kind of the uh, the history of the jaws of life. Right. Um, yeah. Now, you know, hydraulics is pretty simple. I don't know if we need to go into hydraulics at this <laughs> point, but uh, you know, it's just a way to to use fluid to transmit force. Let's yes. just leave it at that. That's a that's a really really good way to say it. Hey. Yeah, it's pretty simple. So, um, and and I'll I'll leave it at this too. I I, I read somewhere that it's basically. It's been called an unsophisticated hydraulic machinery. That's it. Yeah. And so 
unsophisticated hydraulic machine is not a very flattering way to uh, to <laughs> describe something. But if you think about what this is needed for and the situations that it's mm-hmm. necessarily used in, um, I think that that's probably the best way to you know best type of tool to have something that's uncomplicated, very easy to use in the scene in the dark. Maybe um, you know with the uh, the threat of a fire looming, sure. uh, with uh, you know other vehicles passing nearby, a lot of lot of uh, lot of concerns, you know, in these emergency scenes happening, you know, outside of the, the the scene itself. There's surrounding factors that are that are danger as well. And this all goes back to one of our favorite soapboxes, or maybe just one of my favorite soapboxes, that uh, simple beats complex. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. It would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For my heart podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and it's just... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say some of the simple stuff we should talk about here. Um, The... If you think about all the things that a Jaws of Life system could do, then it would seem complex were it not modular. Mm-hmm. So the uh, 
these tools, uh, when you, when if you have a Jaws of Life system, you don't necessarily have all of the same tools. There are three, let's call them rough divisions of tools, right? Sure. Okay, so we've got the cutters, and that those are the things that can use the pump's power to cut through metal. Mm -hmm. And then there are the spreaders, which can use the power of the pneumatic or uh, hydraulic pump to uh, make partitions, I guess, or to to sort of pull a Moses at the Red Sea. Sure. And uh, maybe that's a little unnecessary. What do they call it? A spreader? Is that the spreader? Yes, it's a spreader. And then there's also what, rams? Yes, rams. Okay, and rams are more like um, like a bar. They, yeah. It sounds it's just what it does. I mean, it sounds like what it does. It, uh, you yeah. put a ram bar in between something, and maybe you can lift a steering column off of somebody that's uh, that's pinned beneath, or mm-hmm. uh, maybe you can prop up the you know the uh, the roof support, or you know whatever whatever happens to be pinching. If there's a place to support it on the opposite side, that that's probably what you need is a, is a ram. And then there's other uses for that as well. I mean, yeah. there's there's special tools. There mm-hmm. there's all kinds of different things. There's some pneumatic tools that I want to mention in a minute too. Yeah. Um, Ben, one quick thing here. I got I got to get this off my chest. I, okay. I, and I don't want to forget it because right. um, you know we talked about the history, and we'll, I promise we'll get back on the tools because that's where we're going right now. But um, you know, when you go back and look at the Hearst history and where they are now, like who owns them and where oh, they come yeah, from, yeah. don't forget this. Do it I, now. I, but this is I'm, I'm finding this really interesting because we talked about AMC not long ago, right? Yes. Okay, AMC. Didn't they have a? Uh, they were. Part and um, you have to forgive me uh, for, for not remembering this off the top of my head, but Kelvinator was part of AMC, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a like kitchen appliance, appliance company, yeah, small okay. appliances. Here is another case where an appliance company and automotive companies come together. I mean, or, or at least automotive related, because you know Hearst being a shifter company. Yeah. Now, in 1970, Hearst was was bought out by Sunbeam Products, which is a small appliance company. Huh. What is the deal with these small appliance companies and automotive companies or automotive products? It's got to be a similar. We've talked about this. It's yeah, we've talked about this. It's got to be a similar process in manufacturing or something. I, it, just the mechanical yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, we talked about this off air uh, previously, like last week, I think. And one thing that's so interesting about this, because I didn't notice it until you pointed it out, but we would love to hear uh, listener input on this. What is the strange relationship that small appliance companies and uh, auto manufacturers, auto parts manufacturers seem to have? Is it a mode of production of some sort? Do do the factories uh, have some sort of, I don't know, overlap in production? It seems like it, it's, you know, if the, the more you think about it, the more logical it is and that they can produce, you know, automotive parts just as easily as they could parts for a can opener. Sure. Larger scale, maybe more of them. I don't, I don't know what, you know, the, the, uh, the differences exactly would be, but it does, in a way, it makes sense. But anyways, I got that off my chest. Anyways, yeah, I needed we'd like to say to hear that. About so, that. so Sunbeam Products, uh, purchased, uh, Hearst in 1970. Um, and, uh, oh, you know, here's another quick thing. Before we go on to the next person who, who purchased it, um, both founders of the company, George Hearst and, uh, Lawrence Griswold, uh, sorry, Greenwald, Griswold, that's from the uh, National Lampoon. <laughs> Greenwald, uh, they both died in 1986, which I thought was kind of strange. I mean, here's a company that's founded in 1958. These guys are, you know, older gentlemen, but sure. uh, died. both died the same year, 1986. Uh, one year later, um, it was sold by Sunbeam and purchased by the Mr. Gasket Company. I think a lot of people are going to recognize Mr. Gasket. Wow, yeah. Um, and then in 2007, so 10 years later, uh, B&M Racing and Performance Products bought the Hearst brand. So as far as I know... Mm-hmm. Right now, 
Um, B&M Racing Performance Products owns the Hearst brand. And I, I don't know how that all breaks down into the Jaws of Life, but I know that the Jaws of Life is a Hearst product. So yeah. um, you have to kind of dig into that yourself. But. And uh, the Jaws of Life itself has been, I think it's fair to say that the uh, for the company, the Jaws of Life is uh, as successful as the Hearst Shifter. I mean, it, you know, I th- yeah, I think so. I mean, this thing, this here's a product that's been around for like forty years, right? Mm-hmm. It saved thousands of lives. I don't, I doubt if there's a person in the audience who, when we said Jaws of Life, didn't know what we were talking about. Right. Nobody thought it was the sequel to Jaws. No, no, I don't really think so. And they've even ventured out, even again, forty year history. They're very popular, but you know, they're always innovating. They've got some new things. Because like, mm-hmm. in two thousand five, uh, there've been some. Uh, a product called Vetter Pneumatic, um, and Vetter I think was a, a, another another company maybe that did something that you know improved on a design. It's basically an airbag, mm. and you could wedge these airbags into um, you know into a crevice like maybe a boulder or something that you know is, is uh, laying on top of another boulder, or oh, laying cool. on top of somebody maybe, yeah. and uh, you can inflate these things, and these lift a tremendous amount of of, um, of weight, and um, they can lift up to 93 tons, as a matter of fact. Now, that's how heavy we're talking about. So they're talking about like an airbag that collapses down really, really fine, really thin. Yeah. Almost has an appearance like a like a car tire. Oh, okay. It, it okay. has a tread pattern on it, like a rubber, like a non-slip uh, pattern. Um, it's, uh, it's you know, of course, reinforced. It's rubber with, I think it's called Aramide is the name of the, com- the, name of the, uh, the product that reinforces this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 93 tons of weight can be lifted. So it's much stronger than other bags of its sort. This is the, right. the better company. Um, less than an inch, and it can be stacked with other bags. So you can multiply that uh, by adding okay. them on top of one another, getting a higher, uh, you know, higher lift out of this thing. Um, it takes about only like a minute to set this thing up. So it's really, really, really wow. quick. Uh, and there's about like 15 or I think 15 or 20 different sizes of this thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can, you know, in different shapes too, like wedge shapes. So again, you know, they're always innovating. There's, and there was also, um, in 2006, um, Airshore, um, Airshore International is another company and Airshore is the one that makes the struts that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams. The Rams. Yeah, the Rams. And, uh, those are, well, those are, well, obviously they're pneumatic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they can be used to stabilize, um, like maybe if a, you know, work crew is digging a, a pit mm-hmm. and the pit caves in and they shore it up with, uh, with, you know, um, some type of, it could be even wood or whatever, steel on the sidewalls. Um, it, an airshore device can be used to prop that, uh, those two walls apart so that oh, they don't further cave in. Yeah. Um, to prevent things like that from happening. But it can be used just to stabilize, mm-hmm. um, a vehicle that's maybe ready to tip over. Like, let's say that you're trying to extricate someone from an accident, and it's ready to tip one way or the other because of an embankment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be really bad if, you know, someone was in the vehicle and it continued to tip, you know, roll over. Yeah, no uh, They can use the uh, the airshore strut to keep that in place. And that's, as you said, pneumatic. I don't I don't think we did it, uh, so we should make sure we, we do so now. Uh, Scott, the difference between a pneumatic and a hydraulic system, of course, is that a pneumatic system is using air. Whereas a hydraulic system is using fluid. Now, not, we just wanted to, to get that out there and, uh, and m- make sure that we separate those. Yeah, and you know, one other thing that we need to say about this uh, this tool, and we got actually a few more things, but um, <laughs> the, um, the hydraulics that this thing uses, it uses a pretty simple oil. It's a synthetic oil that it uses. Yeah, yeah, a non or incompressible fluid. Yeah, exactly. It has to be incompressible, otherwise, you know, this wouldn't this wouldn't all work out. But. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it has to be a, it's a phosphate ester fluid. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, a synthetic fluid. It's non-flammable. Yeah. And uh, it's also non-electrically um, conductive. So mm-hmm. that means that, you know, they can work without fear of having this thing, you know, suddenly jolt somebody or, or catch on fire. If there's a leak, I can imagine if there's a leak in the line and there's a fire somewhere nearby. Oh, yeah. This would just make things far worse, you know. So you got to make sure that, you know, that's, that's good thinking. You know, I think so, yeah. And that's, I mean, clearly that's why you would use it over regular oil. You ever work with a hydraulic machine? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, how many times did that machine have a leak in, you know, in it somewhere? Yeah, and it how, how tough is it to find that leak? It happens. Yeah. It, ha- it does happen. And, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, occasionally there's a hose that has a problem. I'm not saying that, you know, the, the sure. system has that kind of problem. I'm just saying that, you know, using it for heavy, you know, moving, like mm-hmm. say I used it at a mm-hmm. landscaping company. Um, and it seemed like there was always a leaky line somewhere. So uh, it's it's a wise move to make this stuff non-flammable. Yeah, no kidding. And and it's a wise move, again, to keep the operation of the machine itself simple. Mm-hmm. So um, if you check out our article on uh, hydraulic engines or and you check out our article on the Jaws of Life, you'll see some cool illustrations that will – Maybe explain what what we're about to say. Like, uh, here's how the jaws of life works. There's a portable engine, and it pumps this fluid that we mentioned earlier, this phosphate ester fluid, into a piston cylinder through one of two hose ports. So usually uh, there's about a quart of fluid in here, but this can change depending on the model. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. That's less than I thought there mm-hmm. would be. And here's where the operator comes in. There's a valve switch, and this switch controls which port uh, the fluid enters. So uh, if it enters one port, for example, the fluid would push the rod up, that, and that would open the arms of the spreader, for instance. Okay. And then if they toggle the switch and cause the rod to extract, it will close those arms. Here, just as we said, it's very, mm-hmm. very simple operation. It's like an on-off toggle switch, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much easier it can be than that, and that's that's exactly what they're going for. They don't want to have a system where you know you have to push this button at the same time as mm-hmm. the operator, you know, gives it more gas back at the generator and does, you know, you have to jump on one, you know, one leg while you cut this. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it just make it really, really simple and very, very straightforward and simple, to, you know, as easy as possible to use, and you're going to be able to do the job quickly and save somebody's life. And when we're talking about this, it is always important to remember that we are talking about human lives. And I want to make sure that uh, that we make clear, while the operation of the machine may be simple, the 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 uh, disposition and the experience and the knowledge of the operators that's really the deciding factor. Oh, absolutely, Ben. You know what? They um, there's a there's a, a training course that goes along with yes. this. Of course, you have to be trained. It's Thank not you. it's not very easy to do. Obviously, it's a, yeah. something that you know you do need to have training. You can't just pick it up and expect to to operate mm. c- correctly. I have a great joke about it. Remind well, me, but you know, and I I want to I want to mention one thing here. This is yeah. really really cool. I thought this was so neat. The um, the crash recovery system. Yes. Um, and it's something that, that Hearst offers. And you apparently, you've got your notes in front yeah, of you. Yeah, I'm see. sorry I was yelling. But if you want to go ahead and cover it, go ahead. Oh, but, yeah. Well, let's both do it. Um, crash recovery system is a, it's a, it's a mobile vehicle identification database. So when they approach a scene, they know it's a, uh, let's, uh, 94 Honda Accord. Sure. 
Um, how would you ever know where the airbag, you know, the, the, air, the lines for the airbag go mm-hmm. from that? And if the airbags haven't deployed yet and you clip one of those, there's a chance that that could activate. Yeah. So um, you want to be sure that, you know, you, you get the people out of the way before that happens or if that mm-hmm. happens. Um, you also want to make sure that you're not clipping fuel lines. You want to make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, that you're uh, bracing using a, a you know, the, the right support area, something that's not going to just give way and cause yes. more trouble. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this this database system, it gives them basically service information. Mm-hmm. It gives them vehicle service information that tells them, here's a good bracing point, mm-hmm. here's a good point, here's a good cut point for the, uh, the A-pillar here's or the B-pillar. Here's what to avoid. Exactly. Yeah. If you need to cut the hood off of this vehicle, here's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, here are your cut points. And if you can't make that, then here's you know an alternate, and and it's it's very very clear, very concise about what to do, you know how to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure that just just alone the crash recovery system I'm sure has saved lives. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a great tool to have. I mean, how else would anybody know everything about every vehicle that's that's involved in an accident? I mean, what if they what if they approach a, a semi mm-hmm. that's you know rolled over on its side and there, there's somebody trapped in that. You wouldn't know what to do if there's a, a Peterbilt truck versus a, uh, you know, you're used to working on Honda Accords right, or Civics right, right. or whatever, and, and suddenly, you know, you're out on the highway and there's, you know, other vehicles, you know, um, domestic imports. It, mm-hmm. it gives you everything. As you said, the clock is ticking. Exactly. Uh, okay, so when I thought about the operators and the, um, the people in fire and rescue and law enforcement who are risking their own lives at times mm-hmm. to save other people's lives and the amount of training that they have and the experience that they have with this it reminded me of a uh, of an old uh, an old tech joke an old georgia tech joke oh, can i tell it to you please do okay all right so this uh there's this engineer who works at a giant factory right mm-hmm. and uh he retires and then something breaks in the factory. And try as they can, the factory owners can't figure out what it is. So they contact this engineer and they say, please, you know, can you come back and help us? And he says, um, yeah, okay. So he comes back and he's walking through the factory. He goes into the depths and the bowels of the machinery. And then he walks back out and he says, uh, oh, I've got it. You need uh, – I need one of these cogs, you know, like a number four cog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go, what? That's it? That's all we need? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes and he fixes it and he puts a cog and he gives them the invoice. And the invoice is for like $100,000.35. And the 35 cents, you've heard this, the 35 no. cents is uh, the cost of the cog. Mm-hmm. Knowing where to put it is $100,000. <laughs> and that's that's what makes me think about the um, the training that these professionals have to have because no matter how foolproof uh, the mechanic, the mechanical aspect of the tool is, and no matter how well the machine works, in this case, it really goes down to the operator's knowledge. Yeah, you need to put it in the hands of a professional is what you have to do. And and the people that operate these tools definitely are professionals. Mm-hmm. There's uh, you know, there's all different ways to power this thing. Yes. Um, there's um, of course there's gas units, you know, like generator type units that, that can operate, and they even have. Um, Power units that have you know up to eight rescue ports. They can use eight tools at the same time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is incredible to me. I mean, it's called the, it's called the OctoFlow, and uh, it allows eight units, eight rescue tools to be hooked up at the same time. Um, there's a lot of accessories. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are hoses, attachments, extensions, platforms, supports, um, other fluids. Of course, you know you mm-hmm. can use replacement fluids. Um, and one thing, you know, that they're that they're 
really proud of, I guess, on their on their site is that they now offer a line of battery powered tools. Uh, yeah, you can, can charge that. up, and they're they're uh, these are incredibly um, modular tools that you know incredibly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what am I looking for here, Ben? Like uh, able versatile. to carry them on this versatile and um, I don't know, easy to carry. Easy to carry. Well, okay. I'll come up with it later, but. Um, these they're called the hydraulic tools. Yes. So they're still hydraulic tools, but they're battery operated. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, freedom of movement. You know, in any situation, so they can get down to you know somewhere that maybe they couldn't bring a full generator down to. Uh, if they're working on like maybe a hillside, a steep hillside, perfect opportunity. Oh, also, Ben, there's some even some hand pump tools, which I think is a great idea because mm-hmm. you know how I mean hydraulic force. You can use hydraulic force it, the way it multiplies. Right. Um, you're able to do a lot more with hydraulics than you think you can. So these hand-operated pumps, I'm sure it's much less than if you had it, you know, a gas, you know, generator operating sure. the thing. Uh, but the the hand pump tools, again, for smaller jobs, um, that uh, that's a that's a great tool to have. Um, these are really heavy-duty things too. I mean, we're talking like, I mean, they're up to like 20. The heavy-duty tools can have like 25 to 30 thousand pounds of force behind them. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I mean, I think. Typical would be like maybe like 5,000 psi or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're getting up to like 25 to 30,000 mm-hmm. pounds of force. That's, a, that's amazing. And yeah, just uh, for some specifics, the uh, Jaws of Life ML40 model, uh, that's, it's got a cutter. Uh, this gives you um, 12,358 pounds of force at the center of the blade. And at the notch, it gives you 22,400. Have you ever seen one of these things operate? Uh, not in real life, uh, only on television or uh, video. S- same here. I've seen yeah. a demonstration of it on video, and uh, it's incredible. It's just like it's it's literally like watching a can opener go through a can. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it has to be used in the proper way with the, the proper handling. And um, I, I think maybe now would be a good time to mention the uh, – the people that have actually saved lives using this, there's a there's a kind of an award that they yes, they can apply yes, for, an award you told us about. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned I mentioned this. I, um, in in my reading, I found something called the Green Cross, mm-hmm. and uh, you may see a Green Cross on uh, you know advanced rescue or you know some type of uh, life support um, machinery that you may see around your town. And uh, the Green Cross, it looks like uh, you know the Red Cross, how it has mm-hmm. the you know the, the bold cross in red with a circle around it. This is the uh, same thing, only green. Um, but it's a symbol of recognition for anybody who's used uh, the Hearst Jaws of Life, you know, the specific tool, uh, to save a life, you know, from somebody who's been mm-hmm. trapped or, you know, somebody who's been, you know, in a, in a bad situation on the road. Um, so, again, thousands of these have been awarded, but you have to, if, if you're an operator who wants to apply for the, the Green Cross, you have to go to the Hearst website, mm-hmm. enter all the information, you know, whether that's a, um, a report number or what, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but all the details of the accident, it'll be investigated, it'll be, um, you know, it'll be researched and make sure that, you know, you're, you're not just trying to get a Green Cross for no reason. They do verify. They verify, yeah, yeah that's right. But um, there have been literally thousands of these that have been given out, and uh, I, I don't know, the, the official Green Cross registry is, is growing every day. So, mm-hmm. you know, this thing is, it's a valuable, valuable tool. And you can take classes to learn how to work one yourself. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you can easily contact the uh, Hearst Jaws of Life course that's in Shelby, North Carolina. Uh, you can also contact your local law enforcement or, or fire office, uh, excuse me, fire office, mm-hmm. fire department, pardon me, gentlemen, and uh, 
ask them some questions about where they found it. This is one of those machines that I'm going to go ahead and make a call on. It's probably going to be around and in for decades, and it's probably not going to change that much. The size might change. You know, as simple as it is, and and the the function that it performs. I don't. I think you're right. I don't. I don't see it changing a whole lot between now and then. I mean, they've already gone to battery operated, but hydraulics have to remain because right. that's where you get the strength. Yeah. Um. I. I just think that uh, they've maybe made this thing, and I. And again, I wasn't trying to be unflattering when I said that it's uns- <laughs> unsophisticated. That's actually flattering. That you know. Yeah. They've made it as simple as possible to use, and they've got it. You know, they put it in the hands of professionals that know how to use it. This is a great tool. It's an advantage. So. Um, if you drive a car anywhere in the United States, uh, be be very glad. I'm certainly glad that the jaws of life are around. Yeah, and I hope you never have to use it. I've never yeah. been around. Again, I've never seen it in person, which I'm Ooh. thankful for. Um, I've seen video of it happening, but I hope to never see it in person because that means I'm either involved in or near mm-hmm. something like that, something tragic um, or potentially tragic. Yeah. Um, hopefully with this tool, you know, that, that will uh, that'll keep some of that from happening. And, you know, I'd like to hear from uh, some people who have had experience with the Jaws of Life. I want to want to hear um, what. We want to hear what your take on it is. We want to uh, hear, especially if you are a professional who has worked with the Jaws of Life, Mm -hmm. uh, some of your experience with it. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination.
Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Scott, this one uh, comes to us via Facebook and our friend Joel. Uh, Joel says, love listening to the podcast. Wondering if you might be interested in dispelling some myths and mysteries about the Chevrolet Corvair. And he's got a, got a short list of myths and mysteries. Right? I like the way the Corvair looks. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I really do. I think there's something just really cool about it. I think that maybe, you know, that'd be great to do an episode on the Corvair. Yeah. Oh, I think so, too. Here's, here's one of his myths. Uh, he says, myth. The Corvair rolls over. Not true. And he says, myth, Ralph Nader killed the Corvair. And he says, not true. His book kept it in production for three years longer than planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes to a, a any mystery. Publicity, any publicity is good publicity, right? That's, That's what they say, yeah. right? Yeah. And then uh, mystery. He ends on a mystery. What happened to the last Corvair? Number 6,000 of the 1969 model year has never been seen again after being photographed on the final day of production. Ooh, I love mysteries like that. You know what? I bet that's in somebody, like some GM exec's garage somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. probably there, yeah. I mean, that, like, you hear tale of that. You know, like the executive, the CEO at the time mm-hmm. took it home, uh, put it in the garage, put a cover on it, and never drove it a day. Or somewhere in the depths of his parking garage, Jay Leno <laughs> is just quietly detailing Possibly. the last Corvair. Possibly. Waiting to bring out the $20 million Corvair. <laughs> Well, thanks for writing to us, Joel, and everybody. You know thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about this because the we're uh, going to cover. We're going to do the Corvair. I want to do a Corvair show. All right, so you heard it here first. Hopefully, uh, we are going to do a Corvair show. In the meantime, uh, let us know what you would like to hear more of. You can find us on Facebook. Drop us a line on Twitter, and we love email. Write to us at carstuff at discovery for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Oh! Gene! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.